Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Mike, welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. Great to have you on in almost your office. Almost. Almost, almost your office. Indeed, yeah. um, so shout out to PIN for letting us use their office. So for everyone who might not recognize you, tell me, who are you? Yeah. So uh, I run a business called Crowd Property. Uh, we are a property development or property project lender. And we like to do things a little bit differently. We, we come from the perspective of property professionals ourselves, uh, property people ourselves, and we're building a brilliant lending business for SME property professionals. Awesome. So before we get into the business, let's talk about mm. you briefly. What's yeah. your like personal background before you created this? Sure. So I mean, we're sat in just below our office in Birmingham. Uh, this is where we're based. Our team of uh, 32 people that, as you've seen, uh, and it's two more joining next week, uh, and uh, so I went to university, actually, in, in Birmingham, just around the corner uh, in Edgbaston, and uh, did a quant degree, so mechanical engineering. I went into management consultancy. Alongside that, I started investing in property in 2002, uh, growing quite a big portfolio, predominantly in London and Southeast. But that was kind of like passive easy stuff, buy flat, let it out yeah. sort of thing. Uh, and the, the sort of the game has changed, I think, in property investing now. Um, uh, back in, that was back in the good old days. Um, <laughs> and then I was in management consultancy for many years, working on corporate strategy and advising private equity funds on 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 buyouts and then corporate strategy of their of their businesses. Uh, I did an MBA at London Business School, um, and then um, I started advising on my own. Uh, basis, um, and then started investing in property technology businesses, prop tech businesses, and I'm very immersed in that sector as well. Um, and about five or six years ago, um, a few of us got together and said, uh, lending's broken, uh, let's do a better job. And that's what we've built. Mm. And you know, my next question was going to be, what is the problem you're solving? And I think anyone who listens to me will know how much bridges irritate me, especially certain ones who everyone knows who I'm talking about and others. You've experienced a similar sort of thing, right? And I think everyone listening, no matter how good their mortgage lender is or their bridger or their private investor, there's always a problem, right? Mm. So did it did it reach a point with you and, and your group of co-founders where it actually it irritated you so much you just said, right, we're going to start it? Or did you kind of maybe preempt what problems were going to happen? The, the problems were there uh, six years ago, but probably we'd experienced over 15, 16 years bef- uh, in total. And, um, y- you know, the best businesses are set up when you see a pain in the marketplace. Um, that pain is severe enough uh, that nobody is solving and the market is big enough. Uh, and you can go in and do it better. Um, now, obviously, that you know that's easy to say, and it takes time to do, and it takes time to build a team and a system, a process, and a, uh, et cetera, around that. Uh, and but if there's a fundamental pain there to start with, then then that's that's you know the the best starting point. And and then it's a case of as all good you know sort of property people have a you know strong mindset to solve problems and get out there and solve it. Uh, so, so, so that's what we did. Um, the, those pains were uh, over many years, over decades of our own uh, of, of investing and developing ourselves. You know, funding was broken in every sense. Uh, it was slow. It was inefficient. Uh, it wasn't uh, based on understanding of property. It was a computer says no tick box exercise. Um, it was uh, you could never. Uh, access decision makers. Um, it wasn't transparent. It was, didn't feel fair. Um, one of our focus groups, the uh, one of the one of the uh, property developers we, we were talking to, des- described the process. And this is a bit. This is a quote that's publishable, unlike most of them. Um, uh, <laughs> a lot. It, yeah, exactly. It, it described the process of their bank or their funder treated them like a motivated buyer. 
Now, now, you know, as property people, we are looking for motivation on the vendor side. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then we're being treated as motivated buyers by banks who changed the terms on the last day, who asked for more documents five months down the line, and then could 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 say no. And you know that that the whole thing was broken. Um, and so we, yeah, as I said, we set about to solve literally all of those uh, and build the lending business that works. Okay. Um, and, and work super efficiently. Um, and how, so in what year did you say, right, we need to start this? So we, yeah, we founded the business in 2013. But you sort of had, you were experiencing problems as far back as yeah. the 2000s, 2002? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's, I think it's really crazy to hear this because we still experience problems now. Hmm. Like there's still lenders asking for stuff on completion day. There's still lenders not being clear. There's still lenders lying about things. And you think, hold on. That was what nineteen years ago ish, yeah, yeah. and we're still facing these problems. Yeah, yeah. Like, why hasn't it changed? Yeah. Well, well, actually, we're, why don't you think it's changed? We're, we're, well, I mean, it, has it needed to? Yes. Okay. Where does the power lie? The power lies with those funders. Have they needed to fundamentally evolve? Not necessarily. Mm. Are they nimble and capable enough to evolve? Definitely not. So, you know, take, for example, a big bank, okay? A big bank has a very, very complex, you know, for, for fair reason as well, a very, very complex sort of, you know, credit underwriting process, legacy IT systems, yep. uh, offices dotted all over the place in city centres where disparate departments are, uh, have to come together and make decisions and coordinate and all of that. Now, uh, now... That's because they are also very broad businesses uh, and they're doing lots of things. Whereas we built, you know, our business is just about lending to yeah. S- on SME property projects. Um, and so we've just literally looked at the entire process and just systemized and made very, very efficient, but also very effective that whole process. And that purpose-built nature, not only of the business, but also the technology, the platform. You saw our development team upstairs, yep. and pretty sizable team. And you know we're just building and building and building based on real hands-on, personal experience of those pains. And nobody in a bank will have personally experienced those pains and, and felt how painful it is. Yep. Yeah? Yep. Whereas... We knew that and we could articulate that. And we don't rest on the laurels of, of, of that legacy understanding. That's why we're always researching to say, where are the pains? Where, where can we be better as well as, well as where the market can be better? Mm-hmm. And therefore, always building a better business. Yeah, because when you tell me about the focus groups, I was kind of surprised, but also not. Because you're a modern, you know, prop tech lending company, mm. I'd expect you to do this. But if you said to me, oh, Ted, you know, do you think these banks or these lenders do focus groups? I'd say, I don't think they know what they are. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of that is a differentiator for me is that you actually get feedback from the market and then come back and perhaps alter your product for them, right? Yeah. I mean, we are we have such a nimble business. Um, we can and we have delivered fundamental propositional changes on our tech system overnight. Um, you know, changing the lender experience, changing the borrower experience mm. overnight, having identified something and said, "Do you know what? That's really important." Um, yeah. And there's nothing better than hearing feedback from a customer, delivering on it, going back to that customer and saying, "There you go." Yeah. Um, and and because actually that you know it's that's not a that's not proving ourselves that we can be. Uh, it, it's actually going back to them out of respect to say we really appreciate that feedback. Yeah, and we've done something about it, and our business is better as a result. Um, yeah. so that interaction, and again, that that's part of. Yes, we're a prop tech fintech business okay but we are people in the business mm-hmm. 30 plus people in the business we are dealing every day with both lenders and borrowers uh on, in a in a friendly human way not just interacting through a platform or a website listening all the time and hugely valuing um that and um and that's where we where we bring together in a very very smart way tech efficiency um underwriting and expertise effectiveness but also a relationship point at the core of our business because you know we want to get to know you we want to get to know all of our all of our customers especially on the borrower side where actually through the journey of a project we can talk about things we can crack problems together we can help 
Um, and so, you know, and again, that's another sort of level of partnership that we take mm-hmm. this to. That's interesting. And then just to focus on that part about the kind of personal aspect, mm. as you scale, which is inevitable, mm. how, and this is probably a problem you get, you know, asked about all the time, how are you going to keep that personal element as mm. your team doubles and triples and quadruples? How are you going to keep it from becoming a another corporate lending house? Yeah, it's a really good question. So firstly, what we make sure is that everyone in our uh, property team who are speaking and liaising with uh, with, with, with property uh, professionals, they are all experts. They all have a passion for property. They all want to understand the vision of that development. They don't just want to tick boxes. Okay, okay. That's, that's core to the passion that we recruit on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's first and foremost. Secondly, we know that a personal relationship is important. So we will scale that relationship team exactly to deliver on that service promise that, 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 that we have. And the way we can do that without just doubling our staff base when we double our lending is that we are building the tech and the tech platform mm-hmm. that, that has all the scalability within it. Yeah, that yeah. then, yes, we're building part of our team in proportion with our lending, our relationship outward facing uh, part. But every, every day we are delivering not only technology developments for lenders and borrowers, but also our own internal workflow management. And that empowers those people to be more productive. And and that enables us to reap the benefits of scale without losing the human touch, the relationship point, the stuff that we know is important to to, to, to property people. I love that. Cool. And then, I guess going back to, again, when you kind of started it, what made you start a crowdfunding type platform Mm. as opposed to, right, let's just be another private bridger or let's be a mortgage company? What made you go for the crowd? Yeah, Uh, good question. So in in 2013, it was a really interesting time. Uh, So, you know, well, first and foremost, okay, we are a brilliant property lending business. Okay. Secondly, where we source our capital happens to come from mostly the crowd. At the moment, we've got some institutional backing as well. Okay. So it's very much, that is a that is a mechanism of, or, or, or a route to market on the lender capital. Okay. So actually, it's less material. So, so I call it, you know, we are a brilliant lending business that has that peer-to-peer element, that crowdfunding element. Okay, I see. But at the time, it was really interesting. So 2013, we looked at a lot of different models. um, And, you know, that was when uh, the the, the sort of forefathers of peer-to-peer lending as a sector were were really sort of, um, really starting to fly. So Funding Circle and Zopa, who who, who are brilliant, brilliant businesses, true innovators in, 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 in in their segment. Um, and that democratization of, of capital was really interesting to us because not only could we serve, first and foremost, serve the pains that we knew from property perspectives, so deliver the speedy certainty and expertise that property people want when they're talking about they're talking with their funders, but also everyday people, you, I, my mother, my mother-in-law, everyone, uh, you know, frustration at you know, sort of returns in the marketplace that were really poor and suppressed. Mm. And and this spurred us on even more to say, if we get this really right and build a brilliant system, a brilliant tech platform, etc., we can match the supply and the demand of capital really efficiently. And that's mm. kind of what peer-to-peer lending does. So what it does is say, right, we're going to lend out at this rate, okay, and we're going to be so efficient in the, mod- in the middle that we can uh, offer out to retail lenders a great rate, a great secure product, a great proposition. Mm. Um, And that is ultimately scalable. Um, And if you actually think, if you step back to right at the highest level, you you say, right, well, what's the alternative? What happened before peer-to-peer lending? Well, people would say, there are loads of different examples of this, but people might say, right, okay, I need to invest some of my money. Okay, I don't know where to invest it in. I might go and speak to an IFA. 
Now, yeah. IFA might say, go and put it into put some money into this fund. Mm-hmm. That fund might say, I need to put some of that money into a property fund. That property fund will say, I need to go and find some property deals. So I'll speak to a broker. That broker will then go and find some property deals. And suddenly you've got so many people in between the supply yep. and the demand of capital. And all of those people have costs and they're not doing it for charity, so they need to make money. <laughs> Yeah. And, and and who does that really impact? Well, it it, it massively impacts the retail lender, you yeah, or yeah. I or you know mothers or, or whoever. And and that just is annoying. Um, yeah. so if you match that much more efficiently, then you can deliver a better deal for both. Yeah. And and, and that's the beauty of this marketplace model. Um, so and, and, and that's you know, we work on both both sides of that. Now what happens is we've proven ourselves over five years with, with retail lending and institutions have come knocking on our door saying, actually, guys, you're clearly very good at what you're doing on the lending side. Uh, okay, can we participate? And, and we have opened our doors to institutions um, okay. who, who have, who have uh, got excited about our track record, our expertise, the amount of uh, lending we're doing, uh, the deep relationships we're building with, with property people. Mm. And speaking of the figures... Can you tell us some of your interesting figures of how much you've lent or your, your default rate, which I believe are almost zero, yeah. et cetera, so, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, yeah, first and foremost on that point is, you know, we have a 100% payback track record of, of capital and interest. Wow. Um, so never lost a penny. And, and that is from years of growing steadily, assessing well, not pushing money out the door, because you're only a lender if you get the money back in as well. Uh, <laughs> most importantly, it's not a grant, yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> exactly. Uh, and um, and so we've been very prudent. We've built those systems about very very good property lending, um, and um, we've funded uh, about forty five million pounds worth of, uh, of loans going out. That's wow. that's funded one hundred ten million pounds worth of. Uh, and property developed, which is over 650 homes built, um, which is uh, there's about 60 million pounds worth of value add on UK real estate uh, funded, Crazy. and over 35 million pounds of increased spend in the economy on materials, labour, and service services. Wow. Okay, from one company. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's just the start. We're scratching the surface of the potential because because what again you know we're building that model that works that is the best in the market, and 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 this will only grow for very good reason. Um, and you know most importantly, you know we're not building enough houses in this in this country without yeah. doubt. Yep. Um, and and the smaller SME property professionals who are building schemes of say up to two three million pounds. They are more and more important to delivering that housing supply as large tracts of land get built out, and you know, so, so we're funding that market who where the where the pain has always been so high with mm. lenders who say, actually, I don't care about those little loans; I care about the big ones. Um, and, and and we are very purposefully positioned there in sub five million range, uh, down to you know, we lend. Broadly from 100k. Um, and why don't you lend below out of interest? Um, because there's not enough money to be made in this. Kind, kind of. It's a bit of a legacy number, really. I mean, if someone walks in through the door and asks for 95, we'll do that. Um, but, you know, it comes a point where it, it does become uh, less economic. But, yeah. but the important thing is, uh, you know, loads of people say it's uneconomic to lend under 5 million. <laughs> sure, yeah. You know, <laughs> So we haven't said as we grow, well, we'll just increase the size of loans. Mm. What we're doing is we're saying, well, as we grow, we're going to make our system very efficient so we can serve this market in the best way possible. Um, so it's a different take on that, on mm. delivering, on creating efficiency rather than just seeking efficiency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's a really, really important part of, 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 of the way we're building this business and, this, and the team. Interesting. So if I had a, a project that was, I don't know, around, let's say I needed to borrow a million, hmm. what would be the process? I find you through your marketing, I, you know, yeah. I send an email saying, hi, what's the deal? 
how would it go from then to it being funded? And what are the kind of average timelines from me saying yeah. hi to being like, cool, money's in the account? Sure. So, okay, so first and foremost, the best way to start the process with us is to fill in our online form. Now, I, I say that slightly flippantly because I don't, uh, you know, having just talked about being a relationship-based <laughs> business, I'm, I'm now telling you to go and fill in the form. <laughs> now, <laughs> let me let me let me caveat that a lot um, because we, as a team, spent a load of time. I, 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 so, okay, I look back. Uh, I've I've filled in twenty-page application forms for a buy-to-let mortgage on a flat. Yeah. Okay, it's ridiculous, right? We started uh, when we designed our online form with like every question under the sun that we've ever seen, okay? And we crunched that down to 12. There's 12 bits of information. Four of those boxes are, are the address, okay? <laughs> so, so what we've done is we've, we've purposely made it very easy for you mm -hmm. to get the most important bits of information over to us as quickly as possible. So that will take you less than five minutes to fill in. Okay. okay. The benefit of doing that is that then that fires off all of our tech and data analytics, et cetera, okay? That within a, within a second or two, that data will be in front of our, um, our analysts. I okay. see, okay. And so what they've, they've got the base market data, uh, well, actually base market data, incredible market data, we use the best in the business and we analyze it in, 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 in the best way as well. And then, um, our one of three of our team are sort of front, furthest forward uh, frontline team. We'll give you a buzz and say, "Okay, great, got your information." And it's probably been in, within an hour or so. T tell us about your project. Tell us about the vision you're trying yeah, to do. Yeah. You know, it's not just about the boxes. It's not just about the numbers. It's not just about the address. Tell us about the vision. Let's have a chat about it. You, you know, tell us about you, etc. And we'll, we'll understand all of that. Okay, and. So again, if you've had five minutes on the form, and then you probably have a chat for about 10 or 15 minutes with one of, one of our guys yeah. to, to really understand it. And from that, within 24 hours and, and, and probably within a couple of hours, we'll then send you over an email saying, right, uh, we think based on this information, caveats, you know, subject to survey and legals and things like that, we could lend you this amount. Uh, uh, in in these sort of phases, this against the purchase, this against the drawdowns. Mm. It will uh, it will be at this rate, this fees, uh, and these are any outline terms that we'd need to have resolved. If, if you know if you've got pre commencement yeah. requirements on the planning or whatever, would need those knocked out, uh, etc. And so within a few hours, with ten or fifteen minutes effort, okay, you'll get our view. Yeah, and. The most important thing about that is is our view will be that's the we we like the project here are the illustrative numbers what do you think let's work with each other on that um, or then there's basically two other answers we might come back saying actually no we don't fund that kind of project it might be a commercial project for example it might be to build a warehouse or, or yeah. uh, whatever uh, you know we don't do that but but there are these other guys who do it in the market. Uh, here are their names. We think they're quite good, but we don't take a referral fee. We're just trying to be helpful. And then the third answer will be, and as we, we talked about briefly upstairs, uh, the third answer might be, actually, we think there are these issues with this project from our data, from our analysis, from our you know understanding of, uh, of that asset class, that particular proposition, that age of property or whatever mm. you know there are some issues with it we, we see these three or four issues let's have a chat about those okay right you've mitigated the first issue great okay you're thinking about that you you haven't thought of these three you know I, our counsel to you is that you know we're worried about those three maybe you want to think do i want to spend my time on this project yeah. because because there's time spent assessing the project for you but then there's 12 to 18 months of delivering the project. And if we think there's not going to be enough return out of the project, then and, and we can give you that answer within a couple of hours, that's pretty helpful. Very helpful, yeah. And we don't mind you saying, hey, what do you think about this one? What do you think about this one? Yeah. You, you know, we're very, very comfortable with that. Um, because, you know, again, we want to help, we want to help you out. We want to build a relationship, etc. So uh, let's assume 
you know, we said, right, we like these terms, let's let's work on this basis. Um, assuming no pre-commencement requirements, etc. I think the, the best way, rather than the average time, is probably the quickest time. Um, we've funded a project quite recently where the borrower got in touch with us um, after they'd bought in, in auction. Okay. So the gabble had gone down. He'd put the 10% in, okay, then he thought, oh, better get some funding on it. Now, now I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, okay. maybe the best way to do uh, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, um, yeah. If I was in that position, I'd be a bit nervous. But, but um, so, uh, so, so we, um, uh, he submitted the form. We got in touch with him straight away. We, we went through the entire process of full due diligence, full uh, due diligence by team of analysts, um, offer out, formal offer out, um, then we listed on our platform, uh, the project funded on our platform in one minute, 13 seconds or something, mm-hmm. uh, which is nowhere near our record. Um, <laughs> but um, And we had the money with solicitors to purchase that property in eight days. From when you said hi on the form? Yes, from first point of contact. That's quicker than the quickest bridges. Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. And the most important thing with an auction pro- uh, process, we could do it quicker. I think the legals took a uh, took a few days on uh, on that, but um, the, the the most important thing with an auction process is that even though he had twenty six days, let's not make this last twenty six days. Let's you know let's get it as soon as possible. So that if there are any wobbles or whatever, we've got plenty of time to resolve it. You know, again, that's okay. really understanding. You know, if we were in these shoes, okay, we'd feel much more comfortable. That's closed in eight days, and we had eighteen days just to iron anything out. Yeah. Now, as it happens, we didn't have to iron anything out. So, and and uh, and that was a good project. Um, so that was that's our shortest to date. We could definitely beat that if we had to. Um, what should people in their calculations hmm. put as a, a timeline if they're working with you, just so they can get it right? Uh, Conservatively, what should they put in? I guess just just to be safe. I mean. We won't be the weakest link. The weakest link, the critical path, will be the legal process and the research. So, so what, what I, you know, you know, so it, I mean, basically, we would never be longer than the time to instruct and conduct a RIC survey and to do the legals on a on a project. Okay. We can fit to all of that. Yeah. Um, so, and that's typically, you know, that could be you know, RIC surveys do take quite a bit of time to, to sort of schedule them. Yeah. That. that could be a couple of weeks. The legals could be two or three weeks. We, yeah. we, will, we will definitely, we can do any project in, in less than that time. Um, the, uh, the, the longest we've had from someone getting in touch to it being funded is 17 months. Now, now that's not because we've taken 17 <laughs> months <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I was going to say. Asking for more information after yeah. 16 months. Uh, about to say no. Um, but uh, because that uh, those guys got in touch with us quite early on in assessing the project. Okay. okay. And they're saying, right, guys, could you just run your eyes over this? And we said, yeah, that looks really interesting, really good. Okay. And they had a load to go through uh, and uh, and sort out on the site of the vendor with, you know, loads of stuff. Anyway, 17 months later, we funded the deal. Um, but But the... The, the, there's a couple of things. There's a bit of a myth that you, you know. Just don't don't worry. I mean, submit your project, okay, and we'll give you a view. Yeah. We're, we're not charging you for that. We're not keeping you know marks against your name <laughs> to say, well, they've submitted five now that were all rubbish. Uh, we're going to ignore every single. You know, we're just trying to be helpful. Uh, and and a good property person will leverage other people's time and resources. Mm-hmm. So leverage the tech system we've built and our expertise to give you a view on a project within a few hours that will say, shall I waste more, more time on this or not? Yeah. Um, and, and that's cool. Um, and what's more that delivers is that we've had borrowers come to us and say, uh, okay, could you, could you have a look at that? It's like, yep, we like it. Uh, and then we say, right, oh, you're going into a negotiation meeting on Friday. Okay, cool. Here's a letter of proof of funds. That person goes into that meeting with proof of funds, okay, um, and nobody else in that meeting or, or nobody else that the vendor speaking to has proof of funds. That person goes in, bids less than the highest uh, bid, 
gets the project uh, or gets the uh, gets to buy the site. Now, how powerful is that? And that is delivering <laughs> very powerful. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's delivering speed and certainty to the vendor. So by us giving speed, ease, and certainty, you're able to give speed and certainty to the vendor. That will get you a better deal. That will get us better security, and everyone wins. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's uh, you know that's the kind of you know unless you've been right at the heart of property and doing these deals yourself. Then you know that's that's the stuff you miss, and and there are hundreds of examples of that throughout our business that are just building, building, and building exactly to, to deliver the best possible product to, uh, to 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 our borrowers. So, when it comes to rate mm. and loan to values, yeah. how does it work with you? I think most people listening are familiar with the usual seventy five percent for mortgages, bridges, and all that stuff, yeah. and I don't know one percent a month is probably the going rate for mm. a bridge at the moment. Yeah. How does yours differ or vary to that? Because you do pay your lenders quite a healthy return. So how, yeah, how does that aspect work? Yeah. So, so paying the lenders a healthy return is is all down to the efficiency of our business. Okay, and we are totally transparent about the rates to our borrowers and rates to our lenders, and that shows that we don't take much um, yeah. because you know that enables us to build a trusted brand and a bigger business. Um, so our so firstly, let's tackle loan to value. Because that's really important. So, so we're very much stretch senior finance. Mm-hmm. So, so we will probably lend more than anyone in the market, and, and and I say that very very carefully, okay? Because we will we do that because we understand it, not because we're throwing money out the door. Yeah. Okay. And our track record backs that up. Um, and so, say for example, you are buying a. Uh, let's let's keep some simple numbers. You're buying a hundred thousand pound property, mm-hmm. and you are going to spend a hundred thousand pounds developing it. Okay, and say the end value is three hundred thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. That's a good project. Stacks up well. Then not all are like that. Um, and so of that initial purchase, okay, we'll fund seventy percent of it. Okay, so seventy percent of the hundred grand you're purchasing. Yes. Okay. So we're giving seventy grand there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the hundred grand spend, we will fund a hundred percent of it. Okay. So your costs are two hundred grand. We will give you one hundred and seventy grand. That's eighty five percent loan to cost. Okay. Okay. Now that loan to cost is a is an is an output from that equation. So mm-hmm. for for example, uh, one project we've done where the purchase price was only 250 grand and the, the development spend was something like 1.2, 1.3 million. Um, we actually lent about 96% of cost. Um, wow. So it depends on those ratios a yeah. bit. Um, but, but again, you know, we are, you know, we're lending very sensibly because we're really understanding it. that was a 30 bed HMO. Okay. And, and, and and you have you have to know property to really understand the economics. Of I was going to um, say, and and that that's a that's a that's a really that cool, cool project. Uh, no, it's a former chapel in Plymouth. It's a, it's a really cool, oh uh, I know it was in YPM magazine. Yes, that's right. I forgot yeah, his yeah, name, yeah, but it, yeah. Wyndham. Uh, it was yes, called Wyndham. Yes, Chapel. Wyndham Hall. Wyndham Hall. That's yeah. it. I read about that. It's, okay, it's a great it's a great project. Mo and Philip. Uh, yeah, who there are we doing go. That's that. it. They're, oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're regular borrowers from us. Um, and so you know, so that's. That's a great example of, a, uh, of, of, of where we are lending significantly more than anyone else will in the market. Okay, um, so that's the that's the uh, how much we'll lend bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all of that is dependent on the project yeah. economics. And yeah? So the deposit and, has to come from an investor or from one of their investors, but they have to bring it exactly. Yep. But we will grant a second charge behind our first charge if. That is helpful for okay. you securing finance. Fair enough. What we're finding very much now, given our track record, is that is that private investors who are backing on a mes or an equity basis really like the fact that it's gone through a crowd property process to give mm. this crowd property uh, stamp of authority because yeah. we've got a perfect tra- track record. You know, it sounds like the perfect track record is good for the lender side. It's actually very good for the borrower side because that's mm. that that brings you know certainty of capital yeah. from retail lenders and institutional lenders, but also gives you that leverage to go out and get get secondary sources of funding. Do you have a brand that acts as a stamp of approval in exactly. a way for some of these customers? Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, and 
So then rates, so our rates are between, I mean, ev- everything is, it depends, of yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, between 0.62% a month and 0.88% a month. Mm. Uh, so significantly less than uh, I was what you said. Um, and we, and it's very much, uh, on average, it's probably between 0.73 and 0.83. And what, um, ch- I mean, what changes the rate? Is it, is it just purely, because some lenders say, oh, it's only loan to value, some say is there a formula, or does it really, really depend on we, case we, by case? We have a uh, we have a very uh, clear pricing framework. It, it it often goes on loan to GDV, um, oh, okay. including uh, rolled up interest. It depends if it's a service bridge, then it'll be on or a bridge. It'll be on loan to value rather yep. than loan to GDV. You know, a few variances, and then. We'll also, you know, consider any other, you know, because it's not just a numbers exercise. There's also the qualitative yeah. aspect of the whole thing, uh, and and we may adjust those rate those the, that price matrix a bit with other factors. Um, and uh, yeah, so so uh, sorry, and and we are very very purposefully competitive on price. So we benchmark rates very, very thoroughly. Um, and with the biggest SME property project lenders in the market, uh, wow, very carefully okay. saying the biggest, not the best. They're <laughs> definitely not the best. Um, and so, so because we want to see as many projects as possible, and mm-hmm. we want to see the best projects. Of course. We have very competitive rates. Therefore, that brings the best projects to us. Uh, and then we can prove ourselves that we'll smash everyone else on service and speed yeah, yeah. and uh, etc. They are very competitive. Mm. I can speak from speaking to a wide range of lenders who, and, and I'm lending on smaller amounts, so yes, mm. it can be more expensive, but I mean, it, it's very cheap mm. given the fact that if we are using the crowd element, you're building a brand, aren't you, in a way yeah. for us? Because yes. you're saying, look at these two doing this chapel, and it kind of gives them more props than just an undercover direct-to-bank yeah. thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and uh, yeah. So, but but that's but that very purposeful position. You know, we are a lender of first resort. Okay, not the len- <laughs> not the lender that comes in when everyone else has rejected it. That says that says we'll charge you high rates for a not very good project. I know now, that is them, yeah. uh, that's only going to go wrong. Okay, that that can only go wrong. And they get um, they get an asset and repossessed. Happy yeah, exactly. So. Exactly, and 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 that is such it's such flawed lending mm-hmm. and. Uh, and it's not relationship driven. It's nope. not going to be. You're not going to be a partnership, a partner for life. No, uh, oh, definitely know, not. All of no, that. No, no. So, so you know, very purposely positioned in that uh, yeah. very competitive end. And speaking of competition, mm. there are lots of. Um, I know you're more than just a crowd funding mm. platform. You're a, yeah. a lender in itself. Yes. There are lots of lenders. There's lots of. Let's let's talk about the crowd one in particular. There's mm. lots of crowd funders. I mean, I went to an event. There were like seven on one panel. Mm. I mean. How do you think you specifically differentiate from those crowdfunders? If I had what I got ten crowdfunders here, yeah. you know, sort of similar rate, similar website, similar thing. Mm. How do I know who to choose? Yeah. So the things you've got to look at if you're a, if you're a, a borrower, you need to look at okay. How long have they been around? Number okay. one. Okay, we've been around six years. We spent six years developing a trusted brand, developing our systems, processes, etc. Okay. Firstly, secondly. How much have they lent? We're one of, one of the largest in the market. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thirdly, what's their payback track record? Mm-hmm. Because as I mentioned, it's not just important on the lender side, it's also important on the borrower side. Yeah. Okay. You're looking for a 100% uh, track record. Um, uh, thirdly, uh, fourth, you're looking for property expertise in that business. Okay. And uh, there are a remarkable number of people who have set up a platform. Mm-hmm. Okay, and call themselves a platform, whether it's crowdfunding, peer-to-peer lending, or whatever it is, a platform that, you know, where the business is a platform. Our business is not a platform. Our business is we are an expertise-led property lender. Okay, property people doing property finance. Yeah. Knowing exactly what you want. Okay, it just so happens we're distributing and sourcing some of our capital through a platform. Okay, they're fundamentally different because because they are that world defined Fine. How that relationship evolves over the eighteen months in that project, if it's eighteen months, um, and not only that, but we work together with you through it. If you've got a problem, let's talk about it because 
you know, like for example, Andrew, who you met earlier, 35 years Rick's qualified, built millions of square foot and uh, millions and millions in commercial and resi. You know, it's like he's an awesome source of bouncing things off. Now, now, now find anyone in the market that can provide uh, that kind of, you know, partnership approach. Um, so uh, those factors. Then there's uh, liquidity. Okay, liquidity is really, really important. It kind of wraps up a little bit with with some of these factors or gets influenced by some of these factors. You know, if stuff is sat on a website or a platform, okay, for days or weeks or months, and they're often months, okay, that's because you're not going to get your funding. Um, you know, they haven't built the trusted brand that has that the 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 investor um, the investor sort of you know confidence and brand that says those investors are clamouring to get in on those projects that are approved by that by that business. Yeah. Okay. And that's really important. And as I mentioned, you know, none of our projects this year have taken over. Uh, I think it's thirteen minutes. What's to the fund. record that you funded? Uh, uh, Nineteen seconds. Um, and it, it's it's actually it's 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 a problem because I, I, you know the, the phone starts ringing when uh, when 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 it goes so quickly because no, I, mean, it's like, I mean how do people even yeah. get I mean it's and the fact that you build a platform that can handle that yeah because there's a lot of websites which generally can't handle that much load yeah so you, your tech team have done a well, it, yeah, we, we had to massively increase our <laughs> ser- server capacity. So, I mean, we, we, we work with AWS. I mean, uh, most people should do because it's our ultimate scalability of uh, server capacity. But, but literally, our s- server capacity copes with an extreme spike and then sits redundant for <laughs> a, load of, a load of time. How much, tra- mo- how much money was that in 20 seconds? In 90 seconds? Oh, I think, it's, I think that was relatively small, about 230 grand. Uh, but we've done, we've done half a million in under a minute. minute. On regular, uh, regular basis, but it. I, I'm also always very cautious about sort of, you know, it is a bit of a challenge. It is a bit of a problem, and 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 uh, you know, we've managed that through various product releases, especially on the lender side. Um, and it's not about how many seconds. Yeah, it's about reliability of that. Okay, so you know what you need to be doing is tracking. You know. Okay, when they're launching a project, have a look at it. Dial in, you know, go onto the website at whatever time, okay, and understand, right, what's, you know, is there money behind this platform or not? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So, you know, whereas you, you could do that anytime on Crowd Property or whatever project, you can watch all of them you like, okay, yeah. and you'll see it disappear in, in a few minutes. Um, and, uh, you know, that's really important. Because the worst thing you want is is the whole. We work a lot in our team. We think a lot about crowd psychology and psychology of raising mm-hmm. money from uh, from crowds. And one thing we'll never do is ask the borrower to bring money themselves. You know. Okay. It's a, apparently some platforms do that. They expect they expect the borrower to bring the project and bring a load of investors as well, which I've never understood. You know, we've yeah, got all our investors that yeah. they, they know that once we approve a deal, it's a great deal and and, yeah. uh, and, and it's a great proposition for them to lend towards. Um, so, so all of those sort of factors, and then and then I think one of the other ones is is also transparency. Um, mm. And you know we live in a world where trust is becoming very very important. Yeah. Um, what we're seeing here is, is is in the whole alternative finance world is is, is, is sort of democratization or decentralizing of finance. Okay. And one of the things that banks have always been pretty good at, with a few exceptions, which have been troublesome in the market, but is rigor. Okay. And and. You can't suddenly, you know, just have millions of people funding uh, funding whatever they want without any kind of, uh, you know, sort of accountability, openness, transparency, etc. And so, for example, if you go to our statistics page on our on our website, we we give you every statistic. Okay, that's basically because I'm a data geek. Our team of data geeks. We love statistics. It's, it's not for everyone. Uh, there's also a project photo wall that has all photos. If yeah, you're a, yeah. if you're a, if you're a, <laughs> if you're a visual person, that's great. If you're a data person, get all over the uh, stats page because uh, we declare everything uh, on on that. And 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 then we also 
send all of our data to external third parties who review and critique it uh, and validate our performance uh, mm. and do all of this. And if people aren't doing that, either or both of good good disclosure on their own website, but also third party verification, then you know that affects you as a borrower as well as as a lender. Okay, because yeah. you need to know that these platforms are building a trusted brand on the lender side to bring begin uh, to bring reliability yeah. of capital. And then the final point, and this you didn't expect quite this long an answer to this to this question. Um, <laughs> the final point is well. Uh, are there complementary sources of capital on the, on, on the platform? So we have both retail and institutional, multiple institutions that in, invest on our platform. And that's really important uh, because there's that, you know, complementary source of capital means that, well, if one source pulls out, then there's still the other sources. And, yeah, yeah. and we're seeing some uh, bridge lenders where, where they have a single source of capital and that suddenly they said, well, you know, maybe it's maybe it's European capital order, but it's, uh, sorry, we don't like uh, lending on uh, for property on an island that's about to leave Europe. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. It's like, right, stop. Okay, oh, I can't lend anymore. Uh, therefore, the borrowers, what, what happens to them in that in the process? Yeah, that's that's really tough. So all of those things. The 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 good news is that as this sector evolves and matures. People both on lender side and borrower side are asking better questions yes. to really understand these businesses. And those don't underestimate the importance of those questions uh, because understanding all of those factors about the partner that you're going to work with is really important uh, for both your capital and also the success and, 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 and helping you through that, that whole journey. And, yeah. and if you can tick those boxes... Um, then you know that's a great place to be. You know that's a good way to narrow some down and maybe have yeah, a conversation yeah. with them and understand about their expertise and their team. And uh, you know, do they have a team of three people tucked away somewhere, or a team like us, which is thirty-two? You know, building a real amazing business and really building that for the future as well. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's of, a good answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a great question, and 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 I do wish and and, and hope that. That more people ask those kind of questions mm-hmm. and create that kind of insight into into these businesses yeah. because this is a great source of capital overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lending uh, and, and crowdfunding and and especially you know those with multiple sources of capital because these are nimble businesses, yeah, especially yeah. ours. That are a better lending business. They will serve the needs better. Absolutely. So my last question is: mm. so we've spoken about rates, loan to values, but now when it comes to type of deal. I think crowd crowdfunding generally, um, if we look at that aspect in particular, has a maybe a, um, it comes across in a way that they only want kind of the cool deals, the commercial conversions, the thirty bed HMOs. What if I come along with a buy to let that's a hundred grand, needs a hundred grand of work, and is yeah. worth three hundred grand, yeah. vanilla, yeah. boring? Would you still yeah. fund that? We love that. We love that. And perfect. And, but but you're absolutely right. So so there are projects that get more exposure and are shared more on social media because it's something yeah. a bit different, a bit special, a bit spectacular, a bit interesting, a bit, you, you know, it's sort of the, yeah. the uh, you know, and, and, and that will get covered in, in press uh, wider than just social media. Mm. Um, but at the core, um, certainly what we're focusing on is the entire SME property professional market we want every project, okay, uh, and, and 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 we will fund anything, okay, and 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 that is from the you know the most boring, as you say, and we don't find it boring with property geeks, we love it, um, and you know whether it's a you know student HMO in a university town somewhere, or whatever, it's quite vanilla, brilliant. Brilliant. Good. Often, often those projects. Okay, and one of the one of the terms I actually really like uh, when you know some borrowers use it, and I, when I pick it up, it's like, oh, great. Is some people use cookie cutter as a description of what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Now this is great. Okay, because if your focus is, I do Victorian terrace conversions in student towns, uh, uh, time and time again. 
That's that's what I do and what I focus on. Guess what? Every single one of those you do, you do, you get better every time. Of course. Um, and and that is just that's just awesome. Yeah. Really, really cool. Now it doesn't mean we we don't support you know people lifting up and going through the sort of the gears of of, of property sizes and project sizes, but that that cookie cutter stuff is really cool. There's nothing boring about that because yeah. because what you're doing is getting yeah as I said better and better. But then you, not only better in yourself delivering that, but also better than anyone else in the market doing it. Therefore, you're more likely to be able to win more uh, more projects uh, doing that and convince the vendor that you're a great buyer for that. And you of know, course, all yeah, of that yeah, is yeah. circular and, and you're building amazing competitive advantage in that. Um, so yeah, sexy stuff gets shared. Yeah. Uh, we love the we But love we support the, the, the bite. I love, I love bite stuff, so I love so. I love the kind of what people call vanilla stuff because it's, it's a cookie cutter, it's safe you and some people want that. Some people don't want to invest in the big sexy stuff because yeah, they're like yeah. this is too much for me. So mm. definitely anyone who has projects like that they should submit yeah. them. Uh, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Pleasure. If people want to get a hold of crowd property, where mm. should they go? Uh, so Again, caveat, I'm going to say go to the website when we're a relationship business. But no, uh, crowdproperty.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you'll see on the homepage, there's, there's sort of two sections to our, to our website. There's, there's uh, uh, where you can invest and where you can borrow. Uh, if you click through on borrow, uh, literally you're two clicks away from that 12-box application form that within you know, five minutes filling that in and 10, 15 minutes of, of, of a chat, a helpful chat, uh, we'll, we'll get you illustrative terms and, and, and we'll start that process, that journey together. Um, you know, even if it's to sense check a project, do leverage our yeah. guys uh, because that's the system we've built. Um, and um, yeah, and you know, it's exactly that. We're, we're building the lending business f- for the property market where so many people have failed to deliver for the property market amazing and i can vouch for you because i sent an inquiry and and i think yeah like half an hour 45 minutes later yeah. i got a response so i can i can vouch for you brilliant, brilliant. awesome if you like this podcast connect with tej on facebook linkedin and youtube for more great content